Welcome to the Friends and Rivals podcast. Let's talk devils and islanders, let's talk penguins and rangers, but let's not talk about flyers, because they're a bunch of fucks, which no one can deny, which no one can deny. Uh, episode 127 of the Friends and Rivals podcast, coming at you live and hot. I'm one of your hosts, Tom Harkness, joining me each week. I'm Steven Wojtowicz. I'm not a Bruins fan, this is Bill Fougere. Oh. Nick Larita. God, oh. you are still upset. I didn't even bring it up yet. Don't you are guess. still upset. Oh my oh. goodness. Great. Listen, if the if the show goes how the pre-show went, oh uh, boy, oh boy. <laughs> You're in for oh, a treat. Oh boy, oh boy. Uh let's uh let's not pull any punches and let's go directly to shitty call of the week. It is back, baby. Shitty call. The week is back, and we are going to go to Sunday Night Football and the new. I'm only kidding, Steve. We're not going to go to. We're not going to go to the Giants Bills. Although that was a candidate horrendous for a shitty call of the week. Yeah. Fucking Darren Waller got literally got mugged on that last play. Anyway, we're going to go to the. We're going to go to the devil. Well, this wasn't. I mean, trip a guy is, is considered mugging. They, the team got mugged by the refs. Well, you'll you'll have to kind of set this up. This is a play right. from the Devils Panthers so game last let, evening. Let me really set it up because it goes part and parcel with my argument here. Late in the game, the team was down four nothing. At this point, they've battled back to make it four to three. So the Devils were down four nothing. Devils were down four nothing. There you go. Battled back to four to make it four to three. This is late in the third period, and this happened. Oh boy, that wasn't called. Nope. Come on, that was so called. Oh my god, I don't. I typically don't agree with Ken Danico. Um, because he's such a homer. And listen, all all home broadcasters right, are. Sure. They're all they're all fucking homers. Um, but holy shit, how was that not called a penalty? That was a blatant trick. Got a step on the defenseman, and then you reach out and hit his, you know, knock his feet out right from under him. Yeah, that should be a penalty. As obviously, hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, well, how, how much time was left in the game when that happened? Two two thirty three minutes somewhere in that range. So I mean, it wasn't like the last minute of play. Yeah, but still, it still puts them on the power play with an opportunity to tie yeah. the game. So and, I know. And listen, I know someone's going to say, you know, or I, nobody here, but people say, you know, you got to swallow the whistle late in the game. Blah 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 blah. But also, don't you have to err on the side of the team that's got momentum? Like, just as much as you say, swallow the whistle. Why not go? Well, they should get the benefit of the doubt because they've been pressing, and obviously the other team's going to start to take some some cheap shots. Not in the regular yeah. season. Remember that. Remember the days in the NHL when the first ten games of the of the regular season was nothing but power play and penalty oh, yeah. kill work. Yeah. Um. So I don't buy that in the first you know handful of games. But you know, you talk about teams making their own luck. That was skating hard. That was getting tripped. That was that was generating your own luck. Right. And that was just a shit non-call. Shit that's, non-call. That's never not a penalty. That's I mean, you could be in overtime in the playoffs. That's that's never not a penalty. Yeah. That's that is absolutely 100 percent should be called. Not 100 percent Putting away the, no. the, the put away the whistle for any kind of you know period of time, especially at the end of the game. It does not work with when it's you have the puck. And you get tripped in, in wide in, open, with, in open ice, wide open. yeah. But the spotlight is on that that person. That's a perfect example of yeah. That's an obvious call. It's called no matter what, no matter situation, you have to call it because that's tripping. That's right there. It's not away from the play. It's not like you know some you know holding that like doesn't right. have to do with the play. It's the play in a tight game near the end of the game. That's the. There should not be a time where you go, the ref goes, ah. That you know, should be used on the video 
that they review yeah. over the summer for the yeah. for the officials. This is what tripping is. I was going to say if the, if there was a textbook definition video of what tripping was, That's that was it. it. Yeah, and it's not like like Mercer was like coming out of defensive zone or was in defensive zone. He was full head of steam coming into the offensive zone, and that prevented probably a, an a scoring an excellent scoring oh, without chance. a doubt. So again, tech textbook definition. Now speaking of, and this is this is agenda item number two. The, 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 to me, the refs are already in midseason form. And, you know, <laughs> we, we go back and, and yeah, right. Not in a good way either. And we go back and forth between the refs in the NFL, the refs, umpires in baseball. I mean, you name it, you put a ref in a professional sporting game and they're going to fuck something up. No matter what, at, at least one time a game, they're going to fuck up something. Um, Rangers Blue Jackets on Saturday night was kind of a, a really good example of killing momentum and kind of not doing your fucking job. I I called all three of them as I saw them while I was watching the game. I called both offsides and I called Truba saving that goal. I'm I'm witnessing this from my couch uh from a, a camera that's halfway up the fucking arena. These refs are on the ice right, there, right yeah. next to the goddamn play. How could they not determine that these plays are offside? And you listen that puck crossing the line. I mean, it was it was a it was a sea hair from from not being fully over the line. So I'll give them the benefit of the doubt on that. But the Rangers two offsides they were blatant. Like Kreider was three steps offside, and Lafreniere was so offsides that the puck was still in neutral zone when he was in the zone. I I, I couldn't, and the and the linesmen's were right freaking there. So there. We we've talked at nauseum about what to do with these fucking referees, and um, I'm to the point where I'm tired of talking about it. Yeah, there's except on this podcast where we need agenda items. It's just gonna happen. I mean, what 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 do we do? What what is what can be done with these fucking guys? You gotta expand expand replay. Yeah, well, that maybe have some guys over top that just are watching for offsides. I mean. I don't know. Maybe some. There's got to be a way to. All right. Look at the in in the World Cup. There was that crazy version of the offsides. You know, um, uh, they call it you know the VAR, the video video replay. assistance. Right. That's what it is. exactly. So they could do something like that with hockey. But the problem with hockey is the whole thing with like you don't have to possess the puck and still be coming into the zone, which makes it impossible. Um, it's happened in the Isles game. Uh, Noah Dobson, I think it was, had the puck coming. He he backed into the zone, but the way they called it was that he had possession and then took it off a stick and kind of like, I guess it's hard to explain, but basically he didn't touch the puck. It was in his peripheral. He so they, they and he came in and they said he had possession. And then clearly he was in the zone before the puck, which made no sense to me. And I really don't understand how the offsides can be called that way. Because when you have it like not as cut and dry, how are the refs supposed to know? How are they supposed to have any kind of clue? It doesn't seem like it's a possible. There's any way to solve this in the way that they've set up the offsides rule. I mean, mm-hmm. it should just be yeah. like you have to have the puck over the zone. The puck has to cross before the, like your last skate comes over, no matter what. Like it can't be like a whole thing with like these. Re- very ambiguous rules. It's going to happen in a real game with real stakes in the playoffs. Someone's going to get eliminated and it's going to be a fucking uproar. And it'd be rightly, they should fire those fuckers into the sun for it because <laughs> well, they said they're going to have to, they, what are they going to do? They, they have they to, need to have this. possession. Is, they, right. You're talking yeah. about having possession of the puck and your body coming in first into the zone yeah, prior to the puck biz- coming in, right? Yeah, because yeah. you don't have to you don't have to actually have the puck on your stick to have possession, right? No, so I no, biz- I got that. Lafreniere's offsides right. was was slightly different. He had possession of the puck and he came into the zone, but the puck was still in the neutral zone and he passed the puck while the puck was still in the neutral zone. I so mean, that's and it. you he, can by passing yes, it, you negate how he made himself control. offsides. Yeah, right. he made himself offsides, which was re- ridiculous. Um, but we were talking about this in you know a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about the new rules for this year. And I went through the rule book and I caught a few rules that there was interpretations of of certain things. 
And Billy has made this this point numerous times on this podcast that it it's got to be cut and dry. It's got to be a proven thing. Well, that's yeah, exactly. Saying. Just let it, them kick it. <laughs> but that's an interpretation, right? What is yeah. kicking? What's not kicking? That's interpretation. Impo- yeah. Clear, cut, and dry. Offsides, not offsides. If you're in the zone before the fucking puck is, whether you have possession or not, it's offsides. Period. End. There's no interpretations. It's clear cut. It's back in what in, in the in the late '90s, early 2000s when you're in, if you were you were in, in the, the fucking crease, crease you're no in the crease. No right. goal except if it's yeah. Brett Hall and it's Game Seven. Right. But um, <laughs> right because that that was interpretation. But man, there's there's just something's got to be done if 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 we're calling and and Steve, you 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 always say this if if we can um, if we can tell that a player has no skill and they're done and you keep giving them chances. You know, if we can see it as, as fans, why can't the general manager or ownership kind of see that if we can see offsides clear as crystal on TV, how could they not, they're fucking trained to see this. We're not trained to see this. And it just really, I don't know. It, it's, it pisses me off because it it killed so much momentum um, in the game that, it was it was hard to recover. I think they're getting gun shy about calling offside when it's close because even if they think it's offside, because you know if you blow it dead there, then then you lose the play, and if you let it go and they score, then maybe they weren't. Then they get to challenge. You could always call it back, right? Yeah, yeah, but you know what? I wasn't even thinking that way, and that's a really that's actually a pretty decent point. You know what's what's better? Blow the play dead or let it go and score a goal and then take it off the board? Is that better? No, but know. like you're saying, I, I, that I don't kills think. that kills momentum, though. Yeah, but if they blow the puck dead, and and then it wasn't offsides, well, then you're playing then, the what if game. Then then you play oh, the what oh. if game. Yeah, exactly. And it's just I don't know. The refs are already pissing me off for this fucking season already. And it's driving me nuts already. Are we three games in? But you know what? They're really gun shy about. So far in the beginning of this season, calling a goddamn penalty shot. I, I, mm. we, we saw one last night in the Arizona and the Rangers. Yeah. But I was watching, I was I watching a double game a couple nights ago when, when it looked like someone had a clear breakaway. They I forgot. should have had was. one. Yes. And so maybe, maybe it was. But man, call the goddamn penalty shot. Yeah. I, I, fans in the building, fans on TV. We'd rather probably see a penalty shot than sit through a team's two-minute power play. Or then see a game go to a shootout, which is essentially essentially just six penalty shots, but it's <laughs> it's not the same. No, that's it's it's not. A penalty shot during the game is, yeah. is far superior than, much than different. shootouts. Yeah, much, much different. But call the penalty shots. We want to see them. It'd be great. It'd be wonderful to see them. It, they used to be the most exciting thing. And then... And then the yep. shootout, and it kind of watered shootout that team. down, but it's still more exciting than the shootout. Yeah, shootout yeah. sucks. That's that's great. I don't know. I'm already pissed off. This guy's already fired up. Ah. All right, let's do let's do the uh, let's let's take a ride on the metro. That'll calm me down. Sponsored by Rich Wholesome Nestle Quick. Hello, boys and girls. Do you hate the taste of regular milk and need energy? Try Nestle Quick. One sip and you can feel the energy in your muscles. Nestle Quick, now available in chocolate and strawberry. They say the real men drink pink. Then I'm a real man for sure. But if you like the brown, I still love you for who you are. Because it's time for acceptance of everyone, all preference. We're all quick on the inside anyway. Nestle Quick, it does the trick. And we start with the one, one, and one New Jersey Devils. Oh, my God! The, and and the, the 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 thing that I I, you know, the sky is falling for a lot of these teams on Twitter. I see with the Rangers when they lost to Columbus. I see with some Devils fans 
on, on Twitter that the sky is falling because they're one one and one. Um, it, it's not necessarily the sky is falling. It's the player, you know, a the the Devils should learn a lesson from me. You saw how how quick I started on the podcast tonight. How I came out with emotion and with fire and piss and vigor. The Devils should learn a thing about that because they haven't played a first period yet in three games. And that's frustrating the fans. And the other thing that's frustrating the fans is, is some of the players that were expected to play well haven't done that the first three games. And it, yes, it's only three games, but three games turns into six games, turns into 10 games really quick when you're slumping. And I think they said Timo Meyer didn't score a goal in his first 10 games last year. And we don't want to see a repeat of that happen, though. We'd rather see him get off, you know, start start get going early rather than wait for the 10th game of the year. So yeah, like you said, just some guys who are notorious slow starters, right? Yeah, but we don't need that. We, we need him to be, you know, on a team where like San Jose, where they're not expected to do anything. Fine. Go ahead. Take your 10 games to get going. But, you know these early games that they, they lose or go to a shootout and lose in a shootout against the team they should beat like Arizona. That's a game we could have used them, you know? Uh, so like you said, one, one and one uh, win the home opener versus Detroit four to three lose a shootout against Arizona four to three and then lose outright at home to Florida four to three. So at least they're consistent. Um, Hughes has been outstanding. Uh, Bratt's been great. Myers, again, like I said, slumping, you know, benched for majority of the third period last night, along with Brendan Smith, uh, who took some took a costly penalty. Um, Lindy's going to start juggling on lines, and it's going to be interesting to see what they come up with on Friday uh, against the Islanders. Do they bump Holtz up? to the top line uh, with Meyer and Heischer like they had them during preseason when they were starting to play well. So why not go back to that? Why not have Mercer on the third line, which really strengthens that third line? Um, I just don't understand what his thinking was, why he bumped Mercer up to the first line after having him on the third line all preseason. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what what happens on Friday, what they come up with. Um, they had a bag skate practice today, which was nice to see Lindy holding them accountable. Uh, maybe, you know, telling them this slow start shit ain't going to play anymore. So we need to step it up. Um, the only bright spot has really been the power play. Uh, last night, again, uh, scored a power play goal, power play goal in each of the three games so far. They were two for five last night, two for two in the third period when it counted most. So it's nice to see that uh, they're they're putting the puck in the net with the with the extra man. You like Hamilton or Hughes better at the point on that with that number one unit? I like Hamilton better only because he's got the experience. He's and he's and got shot. that he's got that shot that is at the right height for the tip in. He's he scores from the point. You know he, he's able to place it when he's got a good screen in front. So I, I definitely like him on the point for that for that first unit uh even though they won't call it a first unit who devil's got this week so coming up they got the islanders on uh friday Ooh, bet 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 no, there bet, will be bet, no betting bet bet bet, bet. No. oh come on there will be no bet why would we bet it's a regular it's the first regular season game <laughs> exactly so, that's why you bet we're not going to be betting and then oh. uh, next Tuesday against Montreal. So uh, three days off before the game against New York on Friday, three days off after that. So we'll see what happens. Islanders playing tonight. Right now. Against Arizona, right? That's yeah. correct. <clears throat> One nothing still. One nothing. It's a close game, obviously. Uh, Isles looking pretty good. Feeling Feeling good about it. Again, that hard hitting uh, analysis from Nick is always great. <laughs> I don't know if we say <laughs> you're right. It's, it's close, close game. game. Close game. No, you're absolutely right. Close game. Saying. It's beautiful analysis. The lead in. Shut up. 
<laughs> All right. Uh, so yeah, I also had uh, one one game so far. This is the second. They're actually playing right now. Their second game of the year. Uh, both home games. First game was a win against Buffalo, three two. Um, team looked good. Uh, nothing really to complain about. Which you know, I it's early in the season, and you know, I'm not having to make excuses for anything really is nice. Um, the power play was the big problem in the offseason and it's been the same problem for years and it's not i mean long time even back when Tavares was around Tavares was a big reason why we had an okay power play and but even then it was still kind of one of those things where everyone's screaming fucking shoot every time and it's just too patient all the time and then now we get into Lou lose uh lose uh, terror you know and, and trots and all of the assistant coaches they've put through have been just useless. Well, something's worked right, and they got the urgency because the power play entries looked much better. They were 4 of 10, or 4 of 8, I think it was, 4 of 8, 4 of 8, um, if I remember right. 50%, pretty good. Um, and then early in this game, they were 4 for 4 uh, in entries, which was like, this never happens. Like, I can't even tell you a game where they had a success, like a positive on any power play. It would always be they get the puck in and out, out, in and out, in and out, and then maybe get one entry and like this offense has a the chance to like, you know, set up and everything and then nothing happens. It just, it was so frustrating. They never had enough time in there. And on top of which, when they did get the time, they were too passive or too waiting for the right chance. Too pass happy. Yeah, right. and the two big changes I could see from the first game and a little bit of this game because I missed I missed uh, you know first half the first period um, was that uh, basically not only have they really come up with some variations of the entries which looked much better um, there were some you know miscues in the last game I saw but it didn't seem like it wasn't because they had a bad entry that was the thing it was because they weren't there in time like the guy was supposed to be there in the corner didn't get to the corner in time or you know just missed on the pass and those were much different things than dump and chase and have being nowhere near the puck and it just being like okay thanks we'll just clear it around the corner now and hoping that the guy on the other side would stop the puck i mean that's never a good entry i think because whenever you're hoping just hoping that your guy is gonna uh your defenseman is gonna just jump on the boards and stop the puck from going out that's not a good entry idea, right? So, uh, or it was just give Barzi the puck and see if he can stick handle through like a million times and on a one on four. It never worked. So, this has been a big difference from what I could see. And the other piece to the power play that's been different is the decisiveness. Um, they Barzi scored a power play goal tonight. I think it was power play. I'm pretty sure it was. Um, but either way, he scored a goal tonight on a real quick, um, just Quick decision shot, not a one timer, not not thinking. The puck wasn't even a good, a good. It wasn't even a good shot. It just fluttered in. But it was like the the decisions they've been trying to make. Thanks, Tom. Uh, step boy, good job. The um the whole thing was that <laughs> they decided they just have been shooting the puck a lot lot faster. Um, you know what? I won't tell you next time. Go screw yourself. Whatever, man. That was good. It was good. Thank you. You should have been like God. Anywho. Um, but that was want to. I didn't want to stop your momentum. Such a big positive. Um, the uh, the second line, uh, Engvall, Nelson, and Palmieri is really our first line right now. Um, that I I really liked the line a ton last year. It just looks so strong. Nelson and Engvall together are like their wingspans are so long. Engvall is gonna is so deceptive with his length. He's done it a few times in this game and speed. Like, not many guys do what he does. Just really lanky, but, like, really weirdly, like, fast. And but he doesn't look like he's skating fast. And also just gets the – steals the puck from people a lot. He gets the, the stick on the puck when he, normally people can't because he's got, like, that ridiculous reach. Um, anyway, that line looked great. A lot of opportunities. They look like the first line. They got um, – Horvat. Bat Barzal and, and uh, Holmstrom, they're going to need some time to gel. Um, I think that's pretty obvious. They're just not there yet. 
I think Holmstrom looks pretty good so far playing with the two of them. Um, and I didn't have any problems with him on the first line, to be honest. But that, that line needs to get uh, – maybe they're just taking all the pressure off Brock's nail line because basically they're they're getting the number one targets because of Horvat and Brozal, which is very possible and it may be harder for them to score. But um, either way, uh, those look great. The um, the only negative I had really with the game was, was really just um, – Fourth line. Uh, fourth line looks old and slow. And uh, it, if they're not on the fourth, the, if they're not, if they're not pressing and checking and forechecking, um, and they're stuck on their heels in, the, in our own end, we're going to have a lot of goals scored against us again with them on the ice because they are not, they've lost a step, the three, the three of them. And not that Zizekas has really lost a step so much as it is that Clutter and, and, and uh, Martin are definitely slowed down. Um, and I just don't know if they're, those two can really keep it up all year. Um, I'm hoping uh, this is their last season, um, you know, because the two of them have their, 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 their uh, contracts on this year. Um, and I hope that's just the end because they really do need to get some speed on the fourth line, not just, and some better, just you know, youth. I mean, it's, it's brutal watching them get stuck in their zone a few times in the last game and then this game too. And, and to be honest, I, I, it drives me nuts when guys lose their stick or drop, break their stick and don't just go get a fucking new stick. Instead, they sit in their zone and make it like forever in our own zone because we, we don't have somebody who can take the puck away from the guy at the top of the, of the, of the, of the, you know, the, the point because Mm -hmm. they're afraid to make a move and they're sitting there. You break a stick, go get a stick. Go five on four for like 15, no, not even. five seconds. Yeah. Five seconds or shit or just change. You're just basically, you're basically five on four anyway. You are exactly. You're better off because you would like, or just run at the guy and hit him and then run off. Yeah. Throw I wonder off what the analytic, then... I wonder what the analytics are on that. Oh God. Someone's going to, you'd never know. Nobody <laughs> ever does the other thing. <laughs> It drives me insane. It drives me insane. And I have, and again tonight, where Connor Buck's sticks broke, and he sat there like an idiot. This the bench was. We were on the closer. We were on the the side where um our bench is right on our side of the ice. The bench is sitting there with a stick, at, and he could have just skated three feet over, four, five feet over, grabbed the stick, and gotten back into play. It would have been like what one shot. Who, who cares? They're gonna miss anyway. It's like, but you're like, come on, man, just get this play over it. Otherwise, we're sitting in the, in the our zone for another fucking minute. Yeah. So anyway, that's my rant. I'm done. Seems look good. Isles are still winning one nothing. Seven minutes to go. Hopefully, they pull it out. Oh, and next week, uh, I didn't look at the schedule, uh, but uh, it's uh, like, yep, Friday. Some games up. Friday's Devils. Devils is our first game actually. Bad this week. Second game this week. Uh, but we do have a back to back after Friday uh, at home. Uh, with an away game in Buffalo, and then a, another home game uh, against Colorado on uh, next Tuesday. So I will have it's mm. an eight o'clock game. So oh, that no. will be a late start, fun times. But not a lot of games to start the season. Seems like we're gonna be uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Start the month. Yeah, it's pretty good, I guess. Like yeah. almost like one every other game every day. We'll catch up. Rangers' first back-to-back this year is not till November, which is quite amazing. Never fucking happens. But they did open uh, against Buffalo on on Thursday night, and look, and this this was a dominant performance by the Rangers in in a home opener. And they never look dominant in a home opener. Uh, the one three one that they were playing was it was a big topic. Rangers notoriously are a one two two team for a long time, so switching to a new system will certainly have its bumps in the road, but not this game. Um, Rangers gets get on the board early uh, with Lafreniere uh, getting the first of the season for the Rangers after a terrible, terrible preseason. Um, and and you know who had a really good preseason? Kapokako. And uh, he's having uh, a little bit of a struggle to begin his season. So just goes to show you, like I always say, that's why you play the preseason games. Uh, Chris Kreider scored a, a power play goal 
and a shorthanded goal in this game. It's the third time he's done that in his career. Um, and that's three times is second on can we, the... Can we start calling that the Chris Kreider hat trick? Well, no, because it is not the Rangers' all-time marker for for a power play and a shorthanded goal in the same game. You want to know whose that is? Please. Want to know who the Rangers' career know. leader is? Bonus trivia. trivia with Bonus top. trivia. It is Mika Zibanejad, and he's done it four times. Wow. Oh, wow. How about that? And and listen, Ooh. Kreider has only been doing the PK for the last three years. And before that, he has never done PK in the NHL. So kudos to you. And he's he is just on nice. fire to start the season. Uh, Panarin Truba add goals in a 5-1 win and lots of really good vibes leaving uh, Buffalo. And then you get and make the journey down to Columbus on Saturday night, which we already started talking about. Um, Columbus, big physical team. Uh, and the Rangers had a lot of trouble with that. Um, they had two two goals, like were mentioned before, that were called back because of the coaches challenging offsides. And that was that was basically the story early on to stop the momentum and and stop. Um, you know, they would have been up three one at that point in the in the first period. And you can really then start to really enforce that one, three, one and put your foot on them a little bit and really bury them. But they never got that opportunity. Boone fucking Jenner scores a hat trick um, for Columbus. Will Cooley gets his first NHL um, NHL goal. Rangers really dominated play when they were down. Um, you know, it and that that's another thing that annoys me a little bit too. the Rangers, you know, teams get down by multiple goals and they head into the third period down by multiple goals. And all of a sudden they just start fucking turning it on. You're like, where the hell was that in the first period? Where the hell was that in the second period? Where was that urgency? Uh, Kreider does get another uh, power play goal in the third period to pull them within, within two, which is uh, where it ended. The Rangers lose that game five to three. And last night uh, for the home opener, I didn't see much of this game. Kudos to uh, to our own Bill Fougere for filling in for me on our text, uh, our texting group, and yeah, uh, making sure that all the all the right things were hit on with the with the Kreider uh, with the Kreider goal and uh, and the Trocheck power play goal. Uh, Rangers win two one. Igor stops a, a a penalty shot in this game. He's now four for four in his career. Uh, on penalty shots in the NHL, which is uh, which is something. Uh, Matt Dumba is a scumbag, uh, and he plays for Arizona. If you didn't know, and he and Igor got into a little tussle after the whistle blew with uh, some with a uh, Jason Zucker and Barrett Hayden and all the other scumbags from Arizona. Uh, Jeez, they were really gosh, upset guy. that they lost two one. Fuck Arizona! Holy cow. But who who knew? Who knew so much passion could be played against an Arizona team? Who knew? Who knew? This, is, this, hey, ain't, your, this ain't your father's Arizona Coyotes. There, hey, you know what? They're really not. Listen, they're young, they're fast, and they're they just work hard. I yeah. don't know how they're doing on the on the on the back to back of this. Um, but you know, they're they were a young, fast team that works really hard. They're gonna so, um, they're gonna make the playoffs. Just saying. <laughs> Every, everybody, everybody you're, is you're aware. Silly. You're Everybody's sick. aware of, of the, the double standard here, right? Um, What's that? So let me just ask Nick and Bill. Nick and Bill, what what defensive style are the Rangers playing? What was said tonight? Oh, oh. tonight? Oh, no, it was before. What, how, what, how did Tom refer to their, their defensive alignment? 1-3-1. One, 1-3-1. What's one, the 1-3-1 one, one. One also called? The trap. The Ooh, trap. The trap. So it's the trap it's when the trap. devils play it. It's the trap when the devils play it, but it's one three one when the Rangers do it. They don't oh call it the neutral trap, I guess. The inferiority complex of devils. Yeah, no, it's really the just, double standard. It's it's, it's it the just, blatant double God. standard. That's what my it is. God. It's the blatant double standard. But it's why, shitty but when why you does do it, it matter? but when we do it, it's great. I don't I'm not sure why it matters. Uh, is Bill going to give us the Bruins update now? Well, no, not yet. I'm, I'm not. I'm not done. God damn it! I'm not a Bruins uh, listen, fan. <laughs> the listen, the lines um, are clicking the way Laviolette has them going with uh, with Zibanejad, Kreider, and Kako on the number one line, and and Hedl, Lafreniere, and Panarin as the second line. They are they're really rolling. Um, 
Rangers didn't have lingering on Saturday night and Jones and, and Schneider really had a tough go of it as that third, as that third pair. Um, and listen, with, with Lindgren, when he's not in the lineup, they are 29, 32, and 10. With him in the lineup, they're 149, 82, and 27. So they are uh, definitely a better team with him in the lineup for sure. Slow start to the season for, for Kako and Wheeler. So hopefully they will uh, they will pick it up a little bit. And, and look, there's been a lot of chatter today, especially with Frank Saravelli coming out and linking Kane again to the Rangers. Uh, he's probably not going to be available until probably early November, which is only a couple weeks away. But man, you really got to be sure about Kane and his health before you pull that trigger and do something to your lineup that may not go well. He didn't fit really well last time he was here. You could blame it on the injury. I, I'm not sure with the reconstruction of these lines and how well they're playing. I'm not sure where Patrick Kane fits, but listen, it's Patrick Kane. I'm sure you find a place for him, don't you? Um, if he if he takes a spot of Wheeler, um, and plus you got to find some some money to even sign him. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that unfolds for sure. Um, but Rangers have their second home game on Thursday night against Nashville before they are not home for the remainder of October, and they will head out west to uh, to start their Western Canada trip on Saturday night when they face the Seattle Kraken. Um, and then they'll head through Alberta and finally meander their way home in early November. Um, but that Western Canada trip, hopefully it could be a, a, one of those team bonding trips early in the season that makes this team gel maybe a little bit uh, more than what they currently are now. Bill, the, uh, the Bruins are just as much as off to a, a nice yeah. start as the Rangers, aren't they? I'm I'm gonna go ahead with. Oh the what? Penguins, no, did, did the I say Bruins? Bruins? I meant the Penguins. I'm sorry. Oh, oh sure my, you. My did. bad. My sure bad. Uh-huh. Asshole. Uh, okay, <laughs> so the Penguins. Uh, a, a week ago tonight, they were uh, playing their opening night game against the Blackhawks. Uh, at one point, they had a two nothing lead. Um, they ended up losing that game four to two, and and uh, they blew a one goal lead in the third period. So uh, somebody mentioned before the the sky is falling you got to see how penguins fans lost their shit when the season starts this way after i mean i talked about it all season last year over and over again the penguins blowing third period leads and uh and and losing in uh losing a lot of times in regulation but like i was keeping a tally last season i think it was like 12 or 13 points where they had a lead in the third period and they did not get those points and and how costly was that in the end so you want to talk about this guy's falling yeah like like penguins fans were losing their minds but i'm not known for being an optimist but i i kind of didn't see it that way uh even though you know the result was the same uh they were playing a good game against the blackhawks uh Marazic, uh chicago's goalie was you know standing on his head doing all the doing all the goalie tricks and and uh the penguins the penguins kept plugging away in the third period on him it just didn't break through. Like they, they, they weren't like last season when they were blowing those third period leads, you could see it coming a mile away. Like they just, they just stopped playing. They were just chasing pucks around their own end the whole, the whole time. Um, but that wasn't the case against the Blackhawks. They, they were, you know, it was just, it was a, a bad bounce that, that gave the Blackhawks the, uh, the go ahead goal. Um, definitely. They wanted to clean up some things defensively that day, but they didn't play that bad. So uh Oddly, I wasn't really as panicked as a lot of Penguins fans were after that first game. Um, then the Penguins went on the road to play uh, Ovechkin in the Capitals, and they had a dominant four nothing win. Um, Jari played really well, uh, and you know what? You know sometimes you say, "Oh, the, the goalie got, got an easy shutout." This wasn't an easy shutout for Jari in this one. He had to stop Ovi twice, like once on a once on a breakaway and once from his uh, spot in the uh, in the circle on the power play. Turned him away both times, so I got to give uh, Jari a lot of credit for that uh, shutout. Um, Sid had a couple of goals. Uh, Evgeny Malkin had four points in that game, uh, and then the Penguins uh, were back home for Calgary later in the week, and um, again ran well ran into a partially hot goalie, a goalie that was hot in the first period when the Penguins were playing really well, um, but they after being down one, nothing after two periods, they, uh, they broke through in the third and they broke through with five goals um, in the third period. And and so they kind of ran away with that one late. Um, 
And so uh, a lot of good things uh, about the Penguins first week, you know, except for the, except for blowing that one against uh, Chicago where, where they, where I feel like they did play pretty well anyway. Um, all of the lines are, are playing pretty well. Um, secondary scoring was really lacking last season. That was a big storyline for the Penguins. And through three games, the secondary scoring has zero goals for the Penguins uh, this season. However, again, like not, you know, I'm not taking that in it as a, as you know, I'm, I'm still kind of optimistic about that because the, the problem with the third and fourth line last season was that not only were they not scoring, but they were very ineffective and they were uh, chasing the puck around their own end quite a bit. And, uh, and, the, the third and fourth line for the Penguins this season have been tough to play against. And I think that's like a key. If you're not going to score, be tough to play against. And, uh, and their third and fourth lines have, have done that um, with uh, O'Connor and uh, uh, what's their names? Eller. These guys are all new. Eller on the third line. And, uh, and like a Charlie uh, and, and Carter, Carter on the fourth line. Carter, you know, as overpaid and as much as I don't want him on the team, really, per se, um, that was not a good spot for him to be the third line center last season. But a fourth line wing, I can get away. I can get away with a, a Jeff Carter as a fourth line right wing. Um, and so all those guys are playing well. The defense is doing well. The power play is doing well. And uh, and they go to Detroit uh, tomorrow uh, where uh, their former uh, teammate Jeff Petrie is already uh, – Marked down as a healthy scratch, so uh, <laughs> great job again, Hextall, with uh, with all those acquisitions uh, of past years, um, and that's and then after uh, Detroit, the Penguins go to St. Louis, and that's their game for the coming week. You guys had you get you guys can make a trade today. A very yeah, a, a, a minor league trade, uh, Friedman and Killjoy or something for. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't, yeah, what was it? There was really nothing. It's, it's some it's some minor leaguers, like a, a defenseman and a, a forward, minor league defenseman forward for another one. Um, Friedman is the one. You know, Friedman did play a little bit last year, but but was the eighth defenseman last season, and, and this season was looking more like the tenth defenseman. So uh, so they dealt him. That was another uh, ex tall guy from his Flyers days. And now. It's time for trivia with Bill. Ugh. Now this is the wrong Bill. I feel like you guys are gonna have some fun with this question. Okay. And do we While not? I was Thunderbug, the Tampa Lightning mascot, fired in 2012. Why was Thunderbug, the Tampa Bay Lightning mascot, fired in 2020 and 2012? Because he was a Bruins fan like you. Neither one of us are Bruins fans. He he wasn't fired as much as he was uh, exterminated because he was a bug. (laughs) Uh, How about because it makes no fucking sense to have a bug as your mascot if your nickname is the Lightning? Well, it's a Thunderbug. Thunder. Yeah. yeah. What what is what the fuck is a Thunderbug? I don't know. Mascot for the. That's not a real thing. It's not a fucking real thing. No, Uh, you know what I know. You know what I know from Florida. They're called love bugs, and they're the most disgusting insects on earth. Well, that the thing is, it's weird because there is a thing called the lightning bug. So why is it really? Sure. Why wouldn't they just say it's a lightning bug? You didn't. You didn't used to catch lightning bugs when you were a kid. Well, yeah, but they they actually because the team is the lightning, the fans are the thunder. That's how they promote it. Bring the thunder. Um, yeah, why did he get fired? Um, inappropriate touching of a fan. Uh, no, it was not. It was not Rich Smith in, in the okay. costume. No. Okay. Was he looking yeah. through um, the players' photos? Hey. <laughs> Projecting them up on a screen. <laughs> no, he was not that naughty general manager. Nope. <laughs> Did he have an inappropriate relationship with a female coworker? No, he did not. Because Phil Esposito no longer fit in the costume. <laughs> oh, that's a oh. good guess. That is incorrect. Thank you. Thank you. 
It's a very good guess. Um, because Steve Eiserman decided they didn't need a mascot. Mm, that's like he was GM around then. <clears throat> that's, that a, be... that's a good guess. That's not correct either. Did, okay. did they come up with a new mascot to replace him? I don't know if they did, but it was unrelated at, at, at any rate. It was. It wasn't the reason. Wasn't the is reason it, for his firing. Is it because he got up. braces for his teeth? <laughs> a mascot in Arizona. Is, is stupid. Oh right. He's not. He's not a dinosaur in Arizona. That's right. Did he? Uh, oh no, it's Vegas. Yeah, it was Seattle. No. No, it was Vegas. Vegas. It was Vegas. He ruptures his Achilles in the first day, first play of the game. Oh no. <laughs> no. Too soon, no. dude. Yeah. Too soon. Yikes. Um, it's tough, Nick. Did he greenlight the wrong movie project that lost the movie studio millions of dollars? No, he was working for the Lightning, not a movie studio. Okay. Uh, Did he pass uh, on Air Force One, allowing mm. the Colorado Avalanche to uh, to produce it? That's that's a that's about fifteen years later. Okay. About 15 years later? All right. At least. Um, hmm. Does it have anything to do with uh, Y2K? I know. Uh, in, but, uh, in 2012? But delayed reaction. It's Florida. That's a hell of a delayed reaction. It's happened a little slow down there. Although I, I hear that he did use the Y2K TP. Oh, that's Because the, it was still working after the thing guaranteed. Y2K yeah. TPS report? Yes. Um, um, was it because he stole a fax machine and brought it out into the field and destroyed it with a baseball bat with his coworkers? Uh, no, he was not out there with Michael Bolton, uh, destroying a uh, company property. Michael Bolton, Celebrated is that his Bolt real name? Catalog. Oh my god, <laughs> any you relation to the pop Mike. singer? You could just call me Mike, that's just a coincidence. Oh, oh, oh wow. I'm uh, for he, my money. I am a Michael he, Bolton fan. Was it was, was wearing... it because was it because he said uh Die Hard is not a Christmas movie? Oh that oof, you should get tossed out of the not just get fired, you should get thrown off the top of the building for for saying something like that. Mm. But uh for but no, my money when he sings this. a man loves a woman. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I celebrate his entire catalog, I gotta tell you. All right. Uh, Hello, my name is Steve. I, I am addicted to crack. But <laughs> can we just use lines from Office Space for the rest of the podcast instead? Wait, you work with twenty-seven copies of Vibe. <laughs> um, are... go ahead, Nick. I would say multiple choice. Yeah, yeah, here we yeah go. I was just gonna say that. Yeah. Thank you for asking. Oh no, wait, no, no, wait, wait. Oh, he was God. fired because he was not wearing enough pieces of flair. <laughs> Did I steal Obviously. your joke, Nick? This is Sorry. me expressing I was myself before, but to you. I kept talking, so I didn't get to get that one out, but you know, I'm glad we had the same mind of you know mind mail going on. Good job. <laughs> he, apparently he overlooked some mundane detail. No. Um, okay. That. A was stealing a fan's drink. B tackling a fan. C sitting in a fan's lap. Or D spraying a fan with silly string. I'm gonna go with all silly string. terrible options. I'm gonna go with sitting. It got it. Oh, it got silly string. Nice job. Really? It was a silly way to get fired. Hey, Peter, turn on channel nine. The breast exam. <laughs> Nah, he's cool, man. Um, silly string, huh? Silly, silly string. Spray the face. Wow. Wow. Maybe he used it suggestively. I don't know. He just didn't give him, <laughs> give him, give him, give him, give him a warning. Just straight in the face. Maybe right before he sprayed it, the person said, "Um, excuse me, but if you spray that uh, silly string in my face, I'm going to burn the whole place down." They they switched to the Boston stapler, <laughs> but I I like the swing line. And now it's time for Impressions with Nick. Fucking great. Ladies and gentlemen, the Friends of Bravo podcast. We're going to the fastest two minutes of this Type 45 show. It's the 20 Questions Power Play. 
Rules are simple. Group is two minutes to guess a famous player, coach, front office, or any famous player, person associated with one of the four friends and rivals' favorite teams. The group can ask up to 20 questions in rapid fire. Answers will only come in the form of yes or no. The group will have to make a final guess once they've hit 20 questions or the power play has expired. The group is successful. They win for the week and avoid shame for unable to win at a children's game. And away we go. This is not a two for this week, right, Nick? It's a single. Back okay. to normal. Single. Singular. Ready when you are, Thomas. <laughs> normal. Normal as we can get it. Is this person associated with the New Jersey Devils? No. Person associated with the New York Rangers? No. Is this person associated with the New York Islanders? No. Is this person associated with the Pittsburgh Penguins? Waste of a question, but yes. Okay. <laughs> this, uh, is this player a forward? No. Is this player a defenseman? Yes. Player win a Stanley Cup in the in the teens. No. This player won a Stanley Cup in the early nineties with the Penguins. Yes. Did this player also play on the Edmonton Oilers? Yes. This player also play on the Detroit Red Wings. Yes. I think we this got it zeroed in, Steve. Just go right ahead. Is this player's last name synonymous with the beverage you have during breakfast? <laughs> was it is was it Phil Coffee? <laughs> Fill my coffee cup. How about Paul Coffee? There we go. We got Good it. Good job, Bill. Give us to the Penguins fan. One. He never gets it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Is this his birthday? Uh, Nick. Nick, why did you pick Paul Coffee? Paul Coffee, today's and today, 1991, picked up a pair of assists against the Islanders, which gave him 1,000. 53 points for his career, making him the highest-scored defenseman in NHL history at the time. Obviously, that didn't stand, um, but it was also appropriate because he took it from uh, Dennis Potvin, who used uh, playing against the Islanders. But oh, I think okay. I don't believe I don't believe Potvin was in the game because he pretty sure retired by that point. Um, anyway, interesting bit of trivia. So that was in '91. '91 today. Wow. Wowzers. That's a good and if one. If you're wondering, Ray Bork has the most points as a defenseman. Fuck him. Had to leave Boston. It still breaks Billy's heart. One, two, I, three, four, five, six. Six like players. Boston. Six players have passed Dennis Poppin since that date. Uh, Lidstrom, ooh, Larry Murphy. Ooh, 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 ooh. Larry Murphy. That's because Potvin sucks. Bill Housley, Al McGinnis, <laughs> Paul Coffey, and then Raymond Bork with wow. five fifteen hundred and seventy nine points. That would have been a good bonus trivia, of... but you just went right through the list. And Paul Coffey, incidentally, is the is uh, next on the scoring list that uh, Crosby is chasing, twenty five points behind him. All time all time points, yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. There. Let's go to this date in Steve's stomach. Oh, that feels better. Uh, this is uh, brought to you by Coca-Cola Zero Sugar. This one's going to bring us to the year of our Lord, 2021. 
please go to September 24th, 9242021. 9242021 was a Friday. It was a pumpernickel bagel day. Wow. It was a pumpernickel bagel day. Wow. First of the season. Four breakfast. I had a pumpernickel bagel and a Coke Zero 20-ounce. I had lunch was a cheeseburger with pot
So you're good. As a, having been 14 at one time, I could have told you that. <laughs> but why? Why would you go two months? I I, I don't know. Those Questions people in Nepal are nuts. Plus, we don't want to answer ever. Well, all yeah, I, got, I, I, I agree. These, all I got are these damn Nepalese coins. No, that's this, this story like, raises man. more questions than it does Terrible. answer the questions those bottles like if you're walking and it you, they make noise they crinkle every time you touch them oh my god so ryan drives walking, me, ryan drives me nuts that's that's all you would hear i i, I would punch he's him looking over face. his shoulder like who's making that racket trying to throw people <laughs> off oh he had god. to but wow what a bulge i don't get it Sir, your your penis it looks ribbed for my pleasure. Well, yeah, that that particular bottle does have the ribs. Obviously, it, so, did yes. not have any interaction <clears throat> with a female for those two months. And you don't know that. Yeah, I Which do gender, because which... I haven't seen the meme online of a guy with his dick in a fucking plastic bottle because the woman would have been bound to take a picture of it. Well, let's 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 get this straight. First off, this standard it, it couldn't have been this standard issue Poland Spring water bottle. I don't care what nationality you are, you you're not fitting in there. A forty five year old yeah, man. Uh, yeah, wait. There, there, it's there's yeah. no way. Yeah. There's I was no going to say that too. And I, I'm not even I'm not even bragging about what I'm packing by saying there's no fucking way it would. Snapple bottle, maybe a snapple bottle. No, no, I listen. I get the stereotypes for the Chinese guys, but no way, no way, not happening. Even if you're flaccid and you try to just like force it in there, like stuff it, it's not happening. Wait, hold on, I'll be right back. (laughs) Where'd he go? (laughs) Oh my god, he's gonna try it. Just don't. Did it work? Definitely said plastic bottle, right? Uh, Is it in? I hate that question. Uh, Rot when he got it's in the neck of a plastic bottle. So, what sort of plastic bottles Gatorade? could he possibly use? Gatorade? Gatorade, is, Gatorade is a good one. Gatorade, absolutely. Like, uh, like if you go into and get those plastic milk bottles, yeah, yeah, and yeah, the yeah. convenience store, those would probably work too. Yeah. Uh, Snapple, uh, Snapple bottles are plastic now, Snapple, but were they plastic, plastic now, in 2021? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah, Snapple yeah. bottles would yeah, definitely yeah. work. But are they selling Gatorade in Nepal? Why not? Those people have to re- replace their electrolytes. I, I, I get that, but it's not called something else. It's called Gatorade. I don't know. I don't speak <laughs> Nepalese. Not I'm not Nepalese. Neapolitan. That's nowhere close to Nepalese. French. French. Oh, the Gatorade. <laughs> Oh, the Snapple! I am going to fuck this plastic bottle. <laughs> oh no, it is stuck on my French penis. Ay, ay, ay. That's what happened. September 20th. Side. But uh, coming back to um, <laughs> normal <laughs> caps, uh, they ended their, their, their home sellout streak this week they were like 258 Ooh. straight games and that is now over because they suck this year and of course get well and soon kirby dark dotch uh out for the year what? after two games get well soon fuck well, him he's, he's out for the year after two games fuck him well listen Congratulations to Sam Rosen on 40 wonderful years of broadcasting Rangers hockey on the MSG network. We love you, Sam. He was almost sane for the first two. Oh, he was was good back then. Not saying he's bad now, but he's just getting older. It happens. It happens. People are are, are pissed off at Evgeny Knetsov, Kuznetsov, rather. We're going so slow, but everybody goes. You know, there's a lot of players in the NHL that go that slow during a shootout. But that was he goes so that, slow, but he scores every fucking time. You can't be mad at yeah, that. Yeah, really. Exactly. But why does he score so much? It's like because he outweights them. He outweights the goal. He's good at it. 
It's just nah. a good, it's a good play. He's he's going so slow. You could probably outweigh him. It's not like he's Holy coming in with a full head of speed. Moved. They they just <clears throat> move though. That's just it's their instinct. Yeah. A a lot of those guys who who go slow and don't come in with a whole lot of speed are typically have a higher percentage yeah. on the shootout. All I got. Yep. Well, I got then nothing. You, then you know what to do. <laughs> yep. Well, don't forget to follow us on the Twix at friends underscore rivals. Uh, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We really read it on the air. If you do want us to, while you're there, turn on notifications so you never miss an episode of the Friends and Rivals podcast. Billy, say somebody. Well, it's going to take actually a second because uh, I, I just wanted to mention real quick where there was a celebrity death this past weekend. So uh, R.I.P. Suzanne Summers, um, you know, sometimes got mocked for for like uh, later in, in her uh, career. But you got to remember, she was she was really hot. She was really hot. And, and and so it's always weird when somebody dies when I used to jerk off to them. So it's I just was, you know, thinking about that. And and like, uh, you know, uh, it, it was always it was always difficult to time it right, because I had to wait for the African children to be off the screen. But. But it was it was it was a good time, you know, uh, and and I, and I do miss her it's so, so hard. Did not see that one coming. That is yeah. something someone from Boston would say. Oh my god! Just just sing us out.